720 WGN. I know it feels a lot like a Monday, but thank God we had Labor Day off. We're here on Tuesday. It is hot and humid in Tom. Is there a chance that this, well, let me introduce you to Tom. I always assume everybody knows him. It's Tom Skilling from WGN TV. Tom, is there any chance that this might be our last 90 degree day of the season? Well, you know, uh, you can never say uh, never that there won't be one happening, but there's no question, Lisa, we're on borrowed time for 90s. Uh, They've happened uh, later than this, but, uh, you know, there's no question uh, this will probably be one of the most uh, extensive hot spells we've seen uh, this late in the season and that we will see this late in the season. The, The good news is there's some relief on the way. Uh, and there also is a chance of some scattered thunderstorms. The bad news is it's been dry around here. We, we're 19 days without rain. You know, there was a story yesterday, and we talked about this last uh, uh, year about this time. The Mississippi River is running low, and they're having some trouble with the, the barge traffic out there. And as we approach the harvest season on our farms, you know, that's the way we transport a lot of the uh, crops and the harvest. And so uh, prices have taken off some, and that's a product of the dry weather over a good part of the uh, the Corn Belt region, which is interesting. Yeah, the the dancing farmer, all of his beans and all of his corn go right on the Illinois to the Mississippi and off to parts unknown. So if that uh, yeah. if that barge traffic gets backed up, that becomes a big issue because, like the man I'm married to, many farmers don't have enough bin space. So then it goes into a co-op. But, yeah, I was looking at the temps today, a possibility of 90 tomorrow, possibility of 80, and then it all changes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this might be the very last of it. Well, it it certainly is an accurate uh, observation. I'll tell you that the the frequency of 90-degree temps goes down. I don't see another one uh, out, you know, looking out over the next two weeks from our model stuff. But sometimes one sneaks in there, and we'll keep an eye on it. I, one thing for sure, we've got real heat relief coming. I think the day after tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, all will drop down into the 70s, and we'll reintroduce uh, lake breezes again, lake winds. So, uh, boy, if you're tired of the heat, um, it's going bye-bye. No question about that. <laughs> and, and that after the warmest Labor Day in uh, four decades around here yesterday. We had a 94. We missed the record by a degree. That's the warmest Labor Day we've had in Chicago since 1983. And you know what's interesting, too? Um, in getting to 94 degrees, that was something of an achievement because um, of the 129 Labor Days since the holiday was declared in the late 1800s, only eight of them, yesterday included, have hit 90 degrees. So that was kind of rare meteorological territory yesterday, Lisa. Uh, my my pig Penelope got several popsicles yesterday because, like everyone else, she was sweating it out, and boy, does she like those. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm can, sure. Can we talk about Burning Man? You know, there was all that mud and all that muck, and seventy thousand people yes. not not able to leave the desert and get out of this festival. But when I read into it, it was eight tenths of an inch of water. Am I am I right about that? Was it that little of amount of water, but they're kind of on a plateau in the desert, and it just turned to, like, quicksand? Well, you know, what passes for a flash flood out in the West is not what we think of here. You know, th- their soils are not equipped to handle that. Uh, you know, they're kind of packed down, and I, after all that heat, 
they don't percolate moisture into themselves very well, so the soils tend to lead to runoffs, and you can have trouble. No question, Lisa, the monsoon, which is a seasonal feature out there, had quieted down for a while, then it picked up again. So we had that uh, uh, tropical storm that went into Baja, California, and Southern California and produced rains up in Nevada and Western Arizona, and then uh, the monsoon turned on again. And, you know, it's interesting. The fact that the storms blew up out there is probably what kicked that hot dome over us that we've been in the last uh, uh, series of days. Uh, but, yeah, that uh, it doesn't take much to create some real problems out there. Hey, Tom, I know you live on the water up north, and uh, did you see the, the nude beach sign that was erected up there on Loyola Beach? It was in Rogers Park, and it looked like an official sign from the Chicago yeah. Park District, and it simply said, nude beach past this sign, <laughs> which, you know, well, is a pretty elaborate prank and certainly made me giggle a yeah. little. I, I think somebody's having a good chuckle over that. Uh uh, you know, uh, new beach signs are not things that have attracted me because I wouldn't think for a second about going out and doing that to anybody else, uh, you know, letting them <laughs> see, see this body out there and anything other than clothes. Uh, clothes. But I, I'll tell you something. Uh, yeah, that that created quite a stir, I gather. Yeah. I, I'll tell you one thing, Lisa. The beaches yesterday were packed. It, it was really interesting. To see, in fact, that's been true during the summer, during our warm spells. I, I think in the wake of COVID, everybody was anxious to get out there, and and they, folks were in swimming. The Mariners were out. It was really a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, I was watching uh, Bob Surratt on social media. It looked like Bob Surratt was piloting a boat, possibly for the first time, but he was out there among the crowd as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was a great place to spend the day, and. I'm telling you, with the southwest wind, it blew the warmth right out over the water. So, you know, you weren't cool. That's for sure. It was nice and warm out there. Yeah, Tom Skilling is with us. We've got more to talk about, including the weather, the loss of my favorite sailor, Jimmy Buffett. And uh, maybe you have a question, too. You can always send them to 312-981-7200. Right now, Mary's got to check on the current temp and, of course, traffic. Seven twenty WGN. The music of Jimmy Buffett. I got to tell you, I woke up Saturday morning. Tom, Tom Skilling is with us, and I'm in the kitchen making a frittata because I've got family visiting from Florida and you know different parts of Illinois and. Sure. My brother-in-law is standing at the sink, and he goes, man, that's really something about Jimmy Buffett. And I said, what? What did Jimmy Buffett do? And he goes, he died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tears just flooded from my face. It hit me so hard. Were you ever a fan of his music, ever have interaction oh, with was. him? Well, you know, it's interesting, Lisa. I, just in the last week, I, I heard the song uh, Come Monday play, and I love that. And, and so I uh, downloaded it onto my uh, my little iPod here. So I can listen because I sit in the office uh, here, the home office, and the one over at WGN uh, at TV, and I play music. And uh, I thought I've got to get that on my my iPod. And so when I heard the news that he had passed, it was a beautiful song. I mean, it was just sung from the heart. 
And, uh, boy, his legions of fans uh, are amazing. I put that up on my Facebook page, and uh, his passing, and I put a link to Come Monday, which is a beautiful song. And um, the response was really amazing. Yeah, he had a huge connection with Chicago. He and Steve Goodman, in fact, we were just sharing the story a couple weeks ago because I think it was the anniversary of Steve Goodman's passing, or we were talking about Go Cubs Go, and how Steve was finally designated to sing the national anthem for his beloved Cubs, and he passed away in his 30s of cancer, and Jimmy Buffett being one of his best buddies, 11 days later after his passing, Jimmy Buffett went on to sing the national anthem at Wrigley. Wow. I just loved it. I join you in that, Lisa. That's true. I I know Dean Richards uh, had uh, interviewed him and uh, had some wonderful thoughts about him and his encounter with Jimmy Buffett. He was one of a kind. There's no question about it. He really was. It seems like more of our heroes are dying. We're going to talk to a cancer doc at Northwestern coming up at uh, probably about 4.15, something like that, just because I'd never heard of the cancer that he died from, um, not that specific skin cancer, so we'll get the details on that. But what are we looking yeah. at weather-wise? You said we, we're in we're in for a cool-down, which is kind of nice, because I think, you know, this isn't the official start to fall, but it certainly feels like once you're past Labor Day, fall is underway. Yeah, well, you know, we might pop an isolated shower uh, this afternoon or evening early, but it's tonight, uh, probably somewhere between 2 a.m. and uh, 4 or 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, a cold front goes through. And uh, this has kicked up some storms uh, in the Plain States uh, yesterday and overnight. And uh, as it marches through here, uh, marches through here, we could have about 40 or 50 percent of the area that sees a thunderstorm. And then the front goes through, and tomorrow uh, will be partly sunny, a step cooler. Uh, still moderately humid, and daytime heating may pop another shower or thunderstorm later in the day or tomorrow evening. And then after that, the rain's over. We'll have a lot of clouds on Thursday as the cool down comes in under brisk northerly winds. Uh, but then it turns uh, partly to mostly sunny on Friday and uh, Saturday. And uh, Sunday looks okay, too, with highs only in the low and mid-70s around here, Lisa. So, um, boy, it's we've got something of a sea change on the way here weather wise yeah anybody talking about winter yet whether it's gonna be snowy or rainy <laughs> well you know we've got a strong uh, el nino going and the common wisdom with el nino although it should be pointed out every el nino is different is that winters tend not to be as cold or as snowy uh, in el nino years um you know, I've seen some of the normal farmer's almanac stuff, and it seems like every year they're, they predict a calamity. But um, <laughs> uh, that, that is not what would be suggested from uh, a standard El Nino. But there are a lot of things that go into making a season's weather. And El Nino is not a standalone. Uh, it, it doesn't have a standalone impact. But still, it has an important one. So I, I think we'll be developing winter outlooks uh, with greater assuredness in the months to come. But the early read would be less snow and uh, maybe not as cold overall. That would be nice. Of course, you know yeah. I like the snow, but I'll take the the more mild temps because that gets us through the dark days of winter, and we're continuing to lose daylight. We are. Uh, we lose about uh, two and a half to three minutes a day now. So, uh, and we've lost over two hours uh, since our longest day. 
it's a slow process, and it, it, it it's really amazing we're getting as warm as we are. And, you know, our lake temperature is at the high for the season right now. That's great for Labor Day uh, because folks could swim in a lake that was as warm as it's been at any point this summer. Uh, but that'll start tailing off, too, now with the shorter days. No, no question about it. How warm was the water yesterday? 74. Wow. And by the way, we've had warmer temps than that. Uh, this summer, uh, you know, I've seen water temps get up to 80 on the shoreline. We never reached that this summer, um, which is kind of interesting. The summer as a whole uh, worked out to be among the 20% warmest of the last 153 years. That'll surprise folks. But um, every one of the last uh, seven of the last eight months have been above normal. And uh, five of the last six months have been below normal on rainfall. We're down over a half a foot since April. So, um, yeah, the, the summer was, was an interesting one. Absolutely. Always great to talk to you. It's Tom Skilling. Our conversation is brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. Have a beautiful day, Tom. You too, Lisa. Always good to talk to you. Take care and happy Tuesday. We'll be watching you on TV tonight. That is Tom Skilling, brought to you by Oh, Permaseal Basement Systems. I'm Lisa Dent. Steve has your news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. And I want to share with you something that I've got a few different uh, tweets about Jimmy Buffett that we'll share with you and especially you parrot hats coming up. You've probably researched them. And like I mentioned to Tom, we're going to talk to Dr. Jeffrey Wayne. He's in surgical oncology at Lurie Cancer Center at Northwestern Medicine. I think at this point, many people know that Jimmy Buffett died from Merkel cell skin cancer. And John Williams was talking about how rare it, it it's just extremely rare compared to melanoma. But he also had Dr. Most on today and he said that there is a virus that can be attached to that as well. It was the first time I had ever heard of anything like that. He indicated that this virus lives on your skin, and some of us are probably, you know, designed to get it. Others, it wouldn't ever bother. We'll find out what all of that means coming up after 4 o'clock. And then the newsroom temperature check and, of course, Terry Savage. So if you have questions for Terry, money questions, make sure you send them right now, 312-981-7200, and we'll do our best to get them answered. Thanks for listening to 720 WGN. Chicago's very own WGN.